You're listening to Mind Body Boss with Michelle Stevenette, episode 33. Not what you do, but why you do it. Welcome to Mind Body Boss. This is the podcast for people who know our minds and bodies are connected, they affect one another, and the more we learn how they operate, the more we get to be the boss of our life experience. I'm your host, Michelle Stevenette. Hello, happy end of January, everybody. Um, I'm Michelle Stevenette, host of this podcast. I want to uh, comment before I get into the episode on last week's episode, because I had another little thought about it that I wanted to share that maybe it came through and what I shared, I don't even actually remember entirely what last week's episode contained, but I was thinking more about the PERMA model of well-being, P-E-R-M-A, and it dawned on me that I think had somebody asked me like, what are the elements of well-being? I probably would have at some point thought that one of the elements must be physical health because I'm such a believer in that. But the PERMA model does not include physical health. It does not include things like money. It does not include circumstances at all, actually, such as body or anything else. Um, However, of course, the body is involved with each of them, whether it's the positive emotions or engagement, relationships, meaning, achievement, all of that is generated by what's going on in our minds. And so well-being really comes more from what's going on inside of us than outside of us, right? It comes from being engaged and having positive emotions and relationships and meaning and achievement. And none of that has anything to do with the condition of our physical body or anything else that that's outside of us. So I just think that's really interesting to notice because I think well-being, sometimes we mistake we think that we will have well-being if and when X, Y, and Z fall into place rather than understanding where it truly comes from. So I just think that's super interesting. Wanted to just add that in for this episode before I start. So anyhow, take that for what it's worth. Today, I wanted to share about why we do things, not what we do, but why we do it and why that is the most important piece. It's not what we do, but why we do it. So We tend to be very action-oriented people as a society, I would say. We have our to-do lists and we have how-tos on the internet and tutorials. And a lot of our time and our mental space is really focused on all of our actions and all the things we need to do, all the things we need to get done, and that sort of thing. So today, what I want to suggest is just to consider a little bit more of what's driving our actions. Like, why are we doing the things we're doing? Because did you know that actions are not the only ingredient in fact they're not even the most important ingredient in the recipe for our results in fact we can have two different people that are engaging in the exact same actions and they can be getting entirely different results how is that possible i'm going to give you some examples but if we do the same things how is it possible that two people could get different results and it's because of the emotions that are driving our action different emotions same action, different results. Um, The quality of our lives really is just the quality of our emotions. And so regardless of what actions we're taking or not taking, the results we get is our experience of it, which is all based on our emotions. Um, So like I mentioned, I'm going to give you a bunch of examples to kind of illustrate this. But just be thinking as I go through with some of these examples 
um, about what emotions are driving the things that you're doing or the things that you're not doing. And did you know that those emotions are coming from what's going on inside your mind, right? That's from our thinking. Our thoughts are what always generate our emotions. And so the reason why I want to talk about this is because it, it really is entirely possible for us to be doing the same actions from one day to another or things that we think are quote unquote the right things to do and still not experiencing the results that we want to be experiencing. Same actions driven by different emotions are going to give different results. So the action part is really just a piece of the picture. And the part that really matters of this whole recipe of our life, the part that really matters, the part that really makes the most impact is the part that's kind of behind the scenes. It's the thoughts and the feelings that we're a lot of times not noticing or thinking about or paying much attention to. And that is what ultimately determines our results, not just the actions. So we might really want to start paying attention a little bit more to what is going on inside of our minds. Um, It's kind of crazy how this really sort of silent behind the scenes player in our life is what's making all the difference in how things go for us. And the awesome part is that when we understand how this works, uh, we get to start practicing and getting good at managing our minds and therefore getting more of the results that we actually want. Because again, our results are not just coming from our actions. They're coming from the thoughts and the feelings behind it all. All right, we usually aren't very aware of what's going on in our thoughts and feelings. Like it's not the default for most of us. And so we usually go about our actions just sort of with whatever's default or necessary or in front of us. And we're not really aware that the way we experience things is optional. And there's nothing inherently wrong about living this way. In fact, I think most of the time, most of us do operate this way and this is totally fine. Uh, but the reason why we might want to take a look at this and and possibly change it is because when we understand our capacity to create the life that we want, that can start to become pretty exciting. I think of it sort of like a, a baby who learns to walk or maybe a kid who learns how to ride their bike. When you gain this sort of newfound skill, it gives you sort of more freedom and more ability to do some things and to experience life in a whole new way when you've gained this new skill, right? It kind of gives you this newfound authority in your life to choose to do certain things that weren't available to you before. And so as we learn to watch our minds and our thoughts and to start choosing our thoughts with more intention, then we do start to experience our lives in some new ways in sort of more empowering and exciting ways. And it's almost like all of a sudden we have some options available to us that we didn't see before or that we didn't have the capacity to choose before. And it's, it's fantastic, honestly. <laughs> okay, so this is what we do. We need to become curious about our reasons for doing everything that we're doing and just start noticing. And this is more like a science experiment than a judging thing. So it's more like just noticing what is fueling you just so you can gain some awareness of it, not to say, oh, I need to change that or I shouldn't be thinking that or whatever. It's not a judging thing. It's completely just curiosity, noticing, becoming aware. Um, why are we doing the things that we're doing? How are we feeling when we're doing the things that we're doing? Or how are we feeling about the things that we're not doing? 
um, what's kind of behind all of it. So here's a, here's a few examples. Maybe we are cleaning our house <laughs> or our, our room. Um, what's fueling that? Are we disgusted and frustrated? And are we upset that nobody's helping? Or are we cleaning our space because we just want it to be clean, whether or not other people care or are helping or contributing in any way? Either way, you might argue, well, you're going to get the same result of a clean space, right? Which, yes, okay. However, but if, if you are being fueled from frustration or if you're being fueled from contentment, those emotions are going to magnify and you will continue to experience them even during the cleaning, before the cleaning, after the cleaning, that's going to be your experience of it. You will still feel that way because it's not the messy house that's causing your frustration or your contentment or whatever. It's the thoughts going on inside our mind that's creating that for us, right? And if we're frustrated, that's totally fine. It might feel totally appropriate. Maybe we want to feel that way and that's totally fine. But the important thing is to just be aware that we're creating it for ourselves. The messy house isn't creating it. The fact that nobody's helping, that's not creating it. We're not victims to this. We are just allowing ourselves to feel frustrated. We're creating that experience for ourselves. And same thing, if we're cleaning and taking care of our space simply because we want our space to be clean and we're doing it from just desire and maybe some care and love, then guess what we get to experience? What is the result of that? We get to experience all of those things. We get to experience the love and the care and the peace. And it's not the action of cleaning that generates that for us. It's not the condition of the house that creates that for us. We create it by what is going on inside of our minds, right? It's not the cleaning. It's the why we're doing it that creates our experience of it, right? Not what you do, but why you do it. What about going to church or any worship type activities. Do we do it from obligation or habit or fear? Or are we going there and doing those things because we're seeking something? Maybe we're seeking some peace or understanding or love. So two entirely different experiences, right? But the action is the same. Going to church, sitting in the same meeting, listening to the same things, you can leave there with an entirely different experience based on what's fueling it. Like, why'd you go? What are you doing there? Um, if you're there from anything that doesn't seem helpful, then what's the result you're going to get? It's not going to be helpful, right? Um, and totally different results based on what is going on inside our thoughts and our feelings, right? Not what you do but why you do it. It's not the fact that you're going to church, but why you're there. Same thing. Um, what about in relationships and how we are interacting with one another? Like maybe you're apologizing and you say, I'm sorry. That can be done from a place of sincere desire to make things right and admit that you were wrong. But it's entirely possible that you could say those same words, but be doing it from a place of sort of dismissiveness or even annoyance and you're, you're, you'll experience a totally different result, right? 
we've probably all watched this even with little kids, like <laughs> saying sorry because somebody told them to say sorry, but they're not sorry. They're just saying sorry, right? <laughs> um, totally different results, same action, but different results based on what our thoughts and feelings are about it. Eating f- healthy food or exercising, what drives that or keeps you from doing it if you're not doing it? Um, are you eating certain foods or exercising because you've, you're fed up and frustrated and disgusted with yourself, or maybe you're exercising as sort of a punishment because you ate something that you know is not good for you and you think you've had bad behavior. And so now you have to do extra time at the gym. So you might still get some physical results, right? Of losing weight or what have you. But I would just question, is this really serving you? Is it actually enhancing your life experience when you're doing those things from frustration? Is it going to be sustainable? Probably not, right? Is it going to become part of who you are? Yeah, no, because you don't want to do it, right? (laughs) Does it feel like a conflict? There's a totally different energy to that kind of like eating healthy and exercising that I just described compared to the energy of being excited to put nourishing food in your body, excited to see your body make some improvements and change because you're taking care of it in new ways or excited about just moving your body in a way that feels good. Maybe it feels, you know, maybe you're excited to have a little more strength or flexibility or stamina, right? There's a totally different result and experience from eating healthy and exercising based on what is going on in your mind about it, right? You can totally see how that is the case. I sort of think in this um, example, it's a little bit like little kids needing to brush their teeth. Like they might fight and not want to do it. They don't care. You know, like I don't want to brush my teeth. And as you grow up and mature, we start to really like brushing our teeth and we want to have a clean mouth, right? (laughs) In fact, we start, you know, wishing or not liking it when if we can't brush our teeth, if there's ever a situation that we didn't get to brush our teeth and we're like, I really want to brush my teeth, right? And I think the same thing can be true as we start doing anything that's supportive to us, whether it's eating nourishing foods or getting more sleep or exercise, our body begins to want supportive actions. And if we're paying attention, we'll notice that they are serving us and it does feel good to take care of our physical body and you start to feel better and have better energy and have better moods and just overall better health. And it becomes too much easier. It's not a burden anymore, right? If you feel like it's a burden or it's hard, then that will always be your experience of it, right? Or if you think, gosh, I just have to put in the effort, but I know it'll be worth it. Well, why does it have to be hard? Maybe there's a way that this can be part of who you are and not feel hard, right? So again, it's not what you're doing, but why you're doing it. What's fueling you? Um, Another thing to consider is entertainment and social media. So again, it's not what we're doing, but why are we doing it? What's behind that? What's fueling those activities? Are we escaping or just kind of zoning out mindlessly? And if so, I would consider asking yourself, what do you feel the need to escape from, first of all? (laughs) And is there some kind of nourishing activity that you could turn to instead of a numbing one? 
or maybe the entertainment and social media that you are consuming is totally planned and intentional. Either way, it's totally fine, but I think it's just helpful to step back and notice what's behind all of it for you. Why are, what's, what's fueling it? I think this is a really good example of how it's really not the action so much as the why. Like, why are we doing that? Is it serving a purpose for us that we like? Like, do we like our reasons for doing what we're doing? I think this whole concept, one way that I like to think about it is, again, that little kid example of, you know, kind of getting excited when they've learned a new skill. Like, maybe the little kid can pour their own drink now or they can tie their own shoes. And you gain this sense of empowerment and almost like a new level of like self-respect and confidence from being able to choose things and have some additional command over ourselves and our environment and what we're experiencing. And learning the skill of managing our minds is really no different. And honestly, (laughs) it can be sort of a bummer at first to start owning the fact that we're generating our life experience because it's a lot easier to just be a victim of circumstances, right? And be like, it's not my fault that I'm upset. This person made me mad or this situation is, is upsetting or whatever. And it's a lot easier to live that way. But But it does become such a relief when we gain sort of that understanding of how we're generating that for ourselves and we can take that responsibility for our own thoughts because they really are all optional. Okay, I want to end with just one last thought about repentance. And I know that might sound super unrelated, um, but I just want you to consider this definition from the Bible Dictionary on repentance. It says, uh, the Greek word of which this is the translation denotes a change of mind, i.e. a fresh view about God, about oneself, and about the world. And I think that's really what this is all about. Not what you do, but why you do it. And we can totally have a change of mind or a fresh view about anything in our life, right? About ourselves, about the world, about what's going on with us, and what a privilege that is to know that we can be agents to really choose how we want to think about anything in our lives. So this is super life-changing when you can grasp it and get a little bit better at it. And I don't know, try it on, see what you think, see if it's helpful for you to start noticing what is fueling you and what is it that's generating those emotions. And do you like your reasons for what you're doing? All right. That's what I have for you this week. I will be back again next Wednesday. Thanks for showing up. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, would you mind sharing it with your friends and maybe even leave a review to help others find this podcast? That would just be terrific. For information about working with me, please visit my website, michellestevenet.com. That's michelle, S-T-E-V-E-N-E-T-T.com.